Well, right now, and I mean right now, the Pac-12 would do well to take advice from Captain Jack Sparrow. Our Locked On Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 Conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Locked On Pack 12. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin. Thank you so much for making this your first listen or your first view of the day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your number one source to stay up to date with our beloved Conference of Champions. Like, comment, subscribe, please, and thank you wherever you listen to or watch this show. We're getting close to 2,300 on the YouTube channel. Appreciate you all big time. You've been so awesome this month, bearing with me in all this conference realignment media rights madness and such. But I, I want to start today with Jack Sparrow because number one, he's a great character and everybody loves him because Johnny Depp plays him very well. He was worked in seamlessly to the attraction at Disneyland. I like all good stuff across the board. But there's a moment where he's talking in Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, the first and best of the Pirates movies, which I consider a trilogy. The last two don't really count where he's talking to Will Turner, portrayed by Orlando Bloom, and he is talking to him about the opportune moment, right? Now is the time for the Pac-12 to get some advice from Jack Sparrow, because the opportune moment to add San Diego State to your conference is right now. The Aztecs are in the final four. Good for them. Aztec fans, I know you're out there. I know you listen or watch right now. I hope that continues to be a theme because as I expressed on last week's uh, episodes, a time or two, I love the city of San Diego. If it's good enough for Ron Burgundy, it's good enough for me, and it's good enough for the Pac-12. And the reason that they need, that it would be great, it's not a dying need necessarily, but... You don't want little stuff to continue to add up over time. There was no one decision. There was no one moment in Larry Scott's tenure that led us to the situation we are in today. It was a bunch of little things over time. The Pac-12's perception as an athletics conference did not plummet overnight. It was a little thing over time. This is, in the grand scheme of things, one of those little things, but you'd like to stack those up in a positive way at some point if you're George Klyovkov, rather than what they have been for the last several months, which is overwhelmingly negative. If you announced this week that San Diego State was going to become a future member of the Pac-12, and that coincided with the media rights deal, that would be the most opportune moment to say the Aztecs are going to be the next member of the Pac-12 because they are on a remarkable, unexpected run. I didn't pick them to go this far. I had them losing in the second round to Virginia. Go Furman. And I, I have been thrilled to watch this entire tournament. It's been so awesome. I mean, holy there were kind of like big expectations for this tournament coming in. And I feel like even now, the tournament is blowing them out of the water. I mean, it's so good. You don't have a seed higher than number four 
in the final four. It's just chef's kiss on why March is great. But the momentum around San Diego State is never going to be stronger, could not possibly be stronger than right here, right now, before the final four. It would be in the Pac-12's best interests, right? And look, in the grand scheme of things, is it a huge ramification? No. But when your conference has taken a reputational hit over the last several months, and it's already very weak in basketball and going to get weaker once USC and UCLA UCLA leave. By the way, the hit in basketball is far more severe than the hit in football. And I don't know that it's particularly close with the LA schools leaving. I don't know if that's a hot take, but it popped in my head, thought I'd share. But when you have those schools leaving and questions about what are they going to do and Pac-12 basketball is bad and you know Cal doesn't have a head coach and does anybody even want that job, the UC Santa Barbara head coach turned down the Cal offer and decided to stay with the Gauchos in the Big West because Cal is a very undesirable basketball job at this point in time. It's not good on the basketball front. The best possible thing you could do is announce that in the future, you're adding a program that playing in the Mountain West is in the final four. Because then people will ask themselves, well, if San Diego State makes a final four in the Mountain West, what could they do with Pac-12 might? What could they do with Pac-12 pedigree to attract a higher level of recruits? That is the best possible way for the Pac-12 to proceed is to capitalize on the momentum that San Diego State has right now. Vibes are immaculate in SoCal, particularly in the land of Ron Burgundy. And there's nothing more I'd love to see the Pac-12 do than to start to claw their way back as much as they can and strike the iron while it's hot and say, we're adding San Diego State. Because even before the tournament started, if, you, if you'd said, we're adding San Diego State, people would have said, oh, well, they're losing USC and UCLA, but at least they're adding San Diego State. That's a respectable mid-major brand. That brand has now been elevated tenfold by this run all the way to the Final Four, and they will play FAU for a chance to go to the national championship game. Crazy. Absolutely crazy, but could be a great thing for the league. So I would love to see them do that right here, right now. And this comes as the, the media deal, as I record this show very late on Sunday night, still isn't there. And, and, and many of you, not many, but a, f- a few of you, have in a very valid, and, and I would also like to point out, respectful way, express your frustrations with me or just kind of in general, about there not being a deal. And I would like to make something inexplicably clear. I am also tired of there not being a deal. I don't enjoy, as much as I usually do, talking about something in a speculative manner when it gets drawn out longer than it maybe needs to be, at least from our standpoint. Like speculating for a while was fun. Who could they add, right? We had the lawyer segments. We had, you know, speculation about the figures. What could they do? Who could be involved and whatnot? But we now have, if you're a regular listener of the show, thank you so much for doing that, by the way. I truly, truly appreciate it. We now have, I think, a pretty good idea of what the realistic scenarios are 
the dollar figures could be as high as 35. They could be as low as 25 or in the low 20s or something like that. You could have Apple. You could have Amazon. You could have both. You could have ESPN. You could have subleasing from a streamer to a place like Fox or CBS or somebody. Like, There's a whole range of outcomes. They've all been mentioned at one point or time on the show. And I just want to tell all of you who are frustrated, like, why don't we have a deal? Why do we have to keep talking about this? Because it's the biggest story in the conference, of course. But also, I am in the exact same boat. Like, I just want the deal. And this would be the perfect week. This would be the perfect week to announce San Diego State and SMU, maybe anybody else that they're going to decide to add. I imagine they stick with 12. But add those teams, announce them now, and San Diego State give you all the... This is the best possible PR wave that you could ride of the Aztecs that they're ever going to give you. It's going to the Final Four. Because in the Mountain West, football is not going to you know do anything in the next several weeks. Like This is it. This is your opportunity. It's the opportune moment. And I would love to see George K. and company capitalize. So fingers crossed... That we get a deal this week. Am I getting my hopes up? No. No. <laughs> not, not at this point in time. But uh, a question did come in because I've always said, anytime you ask me a question on anything, I'm going to answer it. A fascinating question about Apple and Amazon from my guy, Jake Craig. Now, he did not ask about how great Built Bars taste, but... You can find that out. But first, what you should do is go check out the Built March Madness Bracket. It's here. It goes all the way through the month of March, and you can vote for your favorite Built Bars. You know I'm voting for the Mint Brownie Bar all the way to the end, just like San Diego State's about to do, potentially. Either San Diego State or FAU will play for a national championship. I love college basketball, and I love Built Bars, too. I've always got at least one in my golf bag, usually more, but... When you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. Free is a great price. My dad told me so. So run. Don't walk. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. That's all through Friday. So hop in and support your pick. All right. Great question here from Jake Craig. Spencer, comment and a question. First off, thanks for the daily podcast and continuous work during these stressful and frustrating times to be a Pac-12 fan. You're very welcome. And I, like I said, I feel you, Jake. I feel you. I too am frustrated there isn't a deal. I wanted to be on to spring football by now, but we've had to you know, delay that a bit. Question or comment is that wouldn't one think that it may be in the best interests of Amazon or Apple to pony up a little extra money that may further instill the pack stays together for the mid to longer term future. If either entity is really serious about breaking into the college football market, I would think their best shot is to have the pack alive and well. If our beloved conference goes under in the next one to seven years, I think that would be closer to seven than one, but it feels reasonable to think that neither company would have an easy time at all getting the rights for the Big Ten, SEC, ACC, uh, uh, due to the five-decade contract, LOL, he says, or even the Big 12 going forward. I'm no negotiator. I can't even negotiate my talk to go to the bathroom when it's raining. <laughs> it's tough. But this seems like it would be an angle for George Klyovkov to be driving home. Thoughts? Thanks again for the pod. 
Well, thank you for the question. And this is a fascinating one. So the, the question for Amazon and Apple here, if, if one or both are involved, whoever it is, right? Let's just say it's both. Let's say they're both going after it. I think the question for them is how serious are they for getting into the college sports space? Because they've already heavily dipped their toe and established an identity of sorts in the professional sports sphere. MLS and MLB are on Apple and you've got Thursday Night Football on Amazon. So the the question I think comes down to, do they view the the prospect of buying the Pac-12's media rights going forward or a portion of it, do they see that as a major financial opportunity or do they see it as dipping their toe into the water to kind of get used to what it's like to broadcast college sports, understand what it's what is required, make mistakes, learn from them, grow, perfect their production process, and then when the next round of realignment comes, try to get a bigger, more valuable conference and sink more money into it. And I don't think right now we know for certain which one the answer is. My guess would be they are dipping their toe into the water on college sports because Major League Base or uh, Apple TV Plus rather started, I believe, with the MLS. I think that was first, and then came baseball. And if they hadn't seen things going well on the MLS side of things sufficiently to their liking, I don't think they would have gone into Major League Baseball. And so Amazon is starting out with Thursday Night Football, but now they're thinking about going to the college sports space and college sports from a broadcasting standpoint, can be very, very different than than professional sports because you have so much more content, right? You've got football and men's basketball rights, but then you have a whole other assortment of teams and a whole other assortment of sports, which are not nearly as valuable as, as football or men's basketball, but can still be a part of the equation. And so how that factors into their negotiations, I don't really know. But the content that is currently on Pac-12 Network almost exclusively, you're a, a lot of men's basketball games, just about all the women's basketball games, your your soccers, your baseballs, your softballs, all that sort of stuff has to go somewhere. And so the question for Apple and Amazon is how much value can they generate with a higher tier of games, so to speak, or a higher caliber draw more viewers compared to they would be willing to take on from a, you know a, a third tier rights standpoint in terms of you know what has the most television value like does Amazon just want to go in and get some of the football games and just get a couple of those just to put them on Amazon just kind of for fun sell some advertising spots or whatever they feel good about that or are they trying to become a major streaming provider of college athletics. And once the deal comes out, you know, six months from now, (laughs) we'll have a better idea of what that answer actually is. But, you know, is it in their best interest to pony up a little extra money? If they're, if they're making a long-term play and they, they just are interested in the pack, then yes, it would be. 
but they're not going to do it just to do it because Apple and Amazon are independently successful companies. They don't need the Pac-12. They want potentially the Pac-12 for the right price. And maybe, I, I, I suspect they'd be willing to pay a little bit extra more if they're really trying to get this thing going and they are committed to being in the college sports broadcasting landscape and they'd be the first major streamer to do so. You know, I mean, ESPN Plus is there, but you know, it's uh, obviously a part of ESPN. Like this is a completely, completely new thing, a concept having Amazon and, and or Apple involved here. So what they want to do going forward is, is, is going to determine, I think, how much they're going to be willing to pay. Because if they are doing it because like, oh, this could be a good opportunity, like if that's their mindset, then they're not going to pay extra. But if their mindset is, this is something that we believe is going to grow exponentially and is going to be more valuable in six years than it is today, and we want to be a part of it, and we want to be the first streamer, then they would be willing, I think, to pay a little bit more to keep the teams enticed to stay in the conference long term rather than you know leaving the, the door open potentially for a team to go to uh, the Big Ten, say, if uh, a reduced rate came or or something of that sort. So I hear you. I, 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 t- I, think, it's a, I think it's a great thought, Jake. I, I really, really do. But I think until, you know, we, we get more information, it's hard to say what their, what their mindset clearly is. Um, but I, I also wonder, you know, what, what's the dollar figure? What is, what is the dollar figure that every school, you know, like President Robbins of Arizona said, why would we go to the Big 12 for a few million more a year? Well, is it a few three? Is it four? Does it go up to five? Is it six? I really wonder what that dollar figure is. And that's probably what they're trying to hammer out right now in uh, their media rights negotiations. And the, the other thing that I'm most curious about is, you know, you've had a couple presidents say they're confident they're going to at least meet like that's a benchmark, the Big 12's number of $31.6 million per year per school, they feel like they can beat that. And I'm like, well, unless it's insanely complicated with one or both of the streamers and that's what's taking so long, if it was that easy, I think you would have seen it already. But maybe the details are, are just that complex. But Jake, love the question. Keep them coming. YouTube, Twitter, by all means, uh, ask away. This one came in from GL Perez 77. All right. 1977 is the year the Blazers won their only championship in franchise history. So like, I'm not opposed to the 77 at all. Hey, Spencer, I don't know if you've done a video on this yet, but if... He's got all caps on the if, so he's saying if. If San Diego State and SMU are both locks to join the Pac-12, who would be SMU's travel partner? Do they expand to 14 with an additional Texas school? If so, who do you think it would be? Well, I, I think the top option in that region can't be gambled upon at FanDuel, but just about everything else that you need can be. The tournament is down to the final four. It's heating up. There's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. 
America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet. You can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net. So don't miss your shot to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. I snuck that one in there. Yeah. Sometimes I get clever. Sometimes I get sneaky with the ad rates. But we love all our sponsors here at the Locked On Network. Um, so back to this travel partner question. Uh, an interesting one, by the way, because I think there's a couple different ways they could go with this. But let's say the Pac-12 going forward, beginning in 2024, has San Diego State, SMU, the Arizona schools, the Mountain schools, Oregon schools, Washington schools, Bay Area schools. The Pac-12 does an exceptionally good job of pairing schools up, and it would be kind of new territory for them because when the Arizona schools joined, easy travel partner, Utah and Colorado are pretty close, not as close as the other ones, but still pretty close. They came in at the same time, logical travel partner, Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Washington State, Bay Area schools in the same place. But I think what you would see here is a reshuffling of the partners. So, and, and, and by the way, just for people who don't know, the travel partners are just that. When you are playing in conference, uh, this exists in, in football. It can get a little tricky with North and South sometimes, uh, but, but you know, football is kind of different. But for basketball, for instance, when let's say you're a fan of Arizona State, you are going to play UCLA and USC. UCLA is going to play you on Thursday. USC is going to play you on Saturday. And USC is going to play Arizona on Thursday. And UCLA is going to play Arizona on Saturday, right? So then USC and UCLA travel together. And then they travel back home. That's kind of how the, the, the scheduling works. So that, that's, that's what he's asking about here. Uh, I, I believe it's a... I, I believe GL Perez 77 is a guy. If you're not, I apologize. But it's hard to know. So... Um, San Diego State, I think what they would do, if, if they go to 14, you'd be looking at, I think, either Rice or Tulane for a logical addition that would be a travel partner for SMU and then a second pack school, maybe a Colorado State, maybe. But I, I think if they go to 12, what you're going to see is San Diego State will pair with Utah as a travel partner and then... Colorado would pair with SMU because they're not going to break up the traditional eight schools as travel partners. Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Washington State, Stanford, Cal, Arizona, ASU. Those pairings are locked in forever and always. But Utah and Colorado already don't share a state. So Utah being closer to San Diego would make the most sense there. And then Colorado being closer to Texas than Utah is would, would make the most sense there. And then that's how they travel on, on the basketball front. Uh, the f- football is, is, is different and, and random and it's kind of one off. It's not as, you know, paired uh, as much as the other sports are because they kind of have series or they, they play more games. But that's my guess on uh, on how that would work. But an additional Texas school, if they added, Rice is pretty much the only school available. But they're going to 
the American. Obviously, they would bail on the American for for the pack, but I, I don't anticipate that happening. I think you'll have San Diego State and and, and SMU, but I think the most logical Southern addition, in addition to uh, in addition to SMU, would would probably be Tulane because they are still bound to the American Conference and they'd technically be available. They're an academic fit. Geography is kind of interesting, um, but don't anticipate that happening. So San Diego State, I think, would go with Utah. Colorado would go with SMU. Great question. Keep them coming. Appreciate all of you. Thank you so much. See you next time, and have a wonderful rest of your day.